Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, my name is Nolan. Uh, as always, I'm joined by Jeff. Yo, what's going on? What's going on? Dom? Hello. How's it going? And our special guest, Jess. Welcome back. Are you? Is your mic on? Hello. There we there go. We nice. Go. There it is. Um, welcome everybody. Welcome back. I know it's been a while. Um, we are here with a fresh review for you though, so that's kind of exciting. Um, we all just got back from seeing Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, real quick, let me give us a quick rundown here. We're listening to a song from the soundtrack from the movie. Um, so the movie came out this year, 2019. Um, and the top build cast, get this, the top build cast on IMDb is Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, and then the fourth person is Maya Hawk. Really? Really? Yeah. <laughs> It's because she's hot right now. So <laughs> yeah, I guess. Get there. the Stranger Things hotness on yeah. there. Um, and then further down is Margaret Qualley. I mean, I guess everybody else was kind of just supporting. Yeah. But, I mean, it was odd that they had Maya Hawk right there in the front. But Anyway, yeah, it was, uh, it was written and directed by Quentin Tarantino. It was a Tarantino film. Um, yeah. I guess that's pretty much it. That's our normal rundown, right? And that's all we have to say. Oh, I usually give the synopsis, but uh, a faded television actor and his stunt double strive to achieve fame and success in the film industry during the final years of Hollywood's golden age in 1969, Los Angeles. I think that's fine. I think it's just a pop-up. Okay. I didn't know if that was messed with the I know, right? It looks like we're still going. We're still live. So. Let me turn this down a little bit and then. Uh, I guess we can do our normal format, right? I mean, is there are there things that people might not want to have spoiled about this movie? Like, do a spoiler section like normal? Or only thing I can think of was probably the ending. Okay, well, I guess we can might want that, right? Um, so I guess with our normal spoiler-free section here, what did everybody think, or what was your initial reactions to the movie? Dom, you want to go first? Jess, you want to go first? guess i'll go first i liked it i oh. had a good time um i'm really easy to please at movies though so if, if i have fun i liked it it was good so i like that uh, mindset yeah, yeah. <laughs> um definitely not my least favorite quentin tarantino movie okay but i wouldn't call it my favorite either what is your I least favorite would you least say least favorite is jackie brown okay i've All never right. seen that one i don't <laughs> okay <laughs> um, he didn't direct that either he just wrote that he directed that oh, one he, okay mm. yeah um but Favorite is Inglorious Bastards, so I'd rank it somewhere in the higher middle. Okay. All right. I I get, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, I think I was a, a little bit more lukewarm on it. I think the ending, the feeling that I was left with at the ending was definitely, I, it made me feel a little bit more like my investment was slightly worth it, but I feel like um, overall I, I would just, I, I might put it in the lower tier of Tarantino films for me. Um, I felt like it felt really long and the story maybe wasn't very gripping for me, but mm. I mean, again, it's, that's, yeah. So that's my take on it. My hot take. I, I did like it, Yeah, but I, I would agree with, with Jess that it's not my favorite. I would say since, since I haven't seen Jackie Brown, but I would say since 
the Kill Bills till now, I'd probably put it at the bottom of the list. Even though, I mean, still Tarantino, he's still good. I liked it, but I feel like, yeah, it was like a little long. Maybe not as, I wasn't as invested as some of his other movies. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it was still, it was still good. I still got some laughs out of it. Uh, yeah, there were definitely funny parts. Yeah. Still got uh, yeah. some Quentin Tarantino-esque mm-hmm. stuff in this movie, so. It's funny. I, we, can, we can come back to that, but all right. All right. Nice. Dom. To say about that. Yeah. But do we see again? Oh, Once Upon a Time. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I liked it with with a butt. Um, yeah. I, it felt, the movie felt a bit uh, inconsistent at times. Like, all his movies are long, so I guess, I don't know, this might be one of the longer ones, but all his movies are, like, I don't think he has a m- movie under two hours probably. But with this one, I kind of felt peaks and valleys. Like, at times, it did feel, like, long, like it was dragging. Yeah. But then the story would pick back up, and then it would kind of carry me and give me new momentum. Yeah. And then at times, it would kind of slow down again. Um, it's funny, because what you just said, Jeff, I, I kind of feel like this was probably one of his... I don't it didn't. F- I didn't feel all the Tarantino-esque in this one necessarily that's what i was gonna come back to eventually oh, okay, at some point I, this uh, this didn't feel like a tarantino film to me at all like if somebody told me that somebody else directed this movie i'd be like okay yeah, that yeah. makes sense the well, e- i was the that ending was ca- definitely I felt w- very tarantino that's kind of what i was referring the to the ending yeah the ending felt very tarantino um but i don't know it didn't have like it was shot fine it was shot pretty looked good but it didn't have i, s- I feel like in a lot of movies he has really signature shots or camera movement unique things that yeah. really stand out and I didn't really get that from this one. It was kind of just like it earlier. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I thought it was like it felt like a Tarantino movie, not necessarily because of the shots, but because of the way the storytelling was. Like they did do that nonlinear storytelling, which he's really famous for, and that I really liked how they brought that into this movie. Yeah. Um, and I did think. Well, I don't. I guess it might be a spoiler, so I'll hold off. But um i feel like there was maybe one there was like a crane shot at the party the playboy uh mansion party mm-hmm. earlier on and i was like yeah, that like i i noticed like i feel like he's done that a bunch of at least kill bill and stuff but um i, I guess uh, certain categories we can talk on real quick i thought the acting was pretty good from everybody mm-hmm. I, yeah, I didn't yeah. feel like uh i thought that was pretty solid um, writing wise, I feel like maybe it's one of like Tarantino it, in terms of dialogue, maybe one of his lighter scripts. Mm-hmm. Maybe he maybe he's heard some of the criticism about him being like too wordy, but I feel like that's his style. Yeah, and that's another reason that like m- makes me feel like it's not his style in this movie. But yeah, I mean, this is just a first viewing, but I I didn't take I don't can't really think of any or too many lines that I could take away that are like very very quotable lines. Right. Um, quite yet. I don't. Maybe I need to see it again for those lines to stick. Uh, is that something that's like? Does this, does this film have? Did it feel like it had rewatchability for you? Because as of right now, I'm like, eh, I don't know if when I'd really get around to watching. W- I would again. say not as much as the others. I feel yeah. like it wasn't as fun as some of his other movies. Like definitely, like you know, Django, Bastards, and Kill Bill. Bastards for sure. Like I, I think I saw that multiple times in theaters. But yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. Rewatchability, maybe, maybe a way down the road or something. Right. Um, one of the aspects I feel like this movie kind of one of the things that kind of didn't work for me that it leaned on a lot was the the era of fifties television, which I just well sixties rather sixties television. Yeah. That I really don't really 
know much about or really haven't been I've really never gotten into. Yeah, like, not like even like going back. Like I like old movies from the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, all those decades, but I've never really gotten to past eras of TV. Right. And I feel like this movie kind of it kind of supports his his knowledge and his era of living through that and what he was able to take away from that, what he remembers about that time growing up and stuff. But well, he would have been a kid then, right? I mean, how old is Quentin Tarantino? Give a, give a good, we'll give a check here. Okay. Yeah, but I, still I mean, feel if like he's as old as my parents, and he was born in like sixty-two or sixty-three okay. or something, then but I guess I, if you would, you would, yes, you would have experienced that as a yeah. kid. But but I feel like even if it transitioned to like when he's a little older in the seventies, it probably still had a little bit of that carryover. Yeah, he's he, he's one to probably do the more research on like what that era of TV was like. Right, and it's just something I've just never delved into. So. Uh, if and so it's in the movie a lot and it was kind of lost upon me. Same. He would have been like six when this was happening. Well, when when was born? Yeah. 63. Okay, so yeah. So he's older than my, and younger than my parents. That's weird. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely would have picked him as being <laughs> like, like my yeah. parents didn't watch like the fifties cowboy shows. Right. Like, yeah. And then like he's, there's a lot of uh, scenes where people are just kind of. I don't know. I guess they're just kind of like talking and trying to like how like the scene with the girl outside where he's talking to the little girl on set when they're both reading the books. Oh, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. It had some funny moments in there. I thought it was kind of interesting, yeah. but like it didn't like it didn't. I don't know if it like took me like I don't know what it did for as far as carrying me into like the next part of the film or. Or just I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just felt like oh hey he was just like oh this would be a funny scene and it kind of put it, but like it didn't I don't I don't know it didn't propel me to go for like to, to have further interest right and in in the movie more so <coughs> than some of those like long he does have like some of those longer scenes in other movies too but they kind of they take you somewhere they like people always talk about the bar scene in Glaze Bashers before oh, like phenomenal. the big but before the big shootout happened it's like what 10, 15 minutes yeah just, just yeah. But then, like, you can feel that moment and, like, intensity it's building, building something, things, yeah. something. Yeah. And I feel like I, there was a lot of scenes, like, where it never, like, really kind of built to anything. Yeah. Like, even in the, towards the beginning where uh, Leonardo DiCaprio has a scene with Al Pacino, he's talking to him about, like, his career yeah. and where to go next. And it was kind of just like, okay, I guess he needs, he's, I, I, I get the purpose of the scene kind of laying out, like, where he is as an actor in the movie as an actor and where his career is and where he needs to go. But like that was a scene for me. Even in be- it was in the beginning, it still kind of felt like kind of long and drawn out, mm-hmm. and didn't really, I don't know, didn't really do much for me. I guess. Yeah. Um. I mean, there was a part two where, um, not just it's, it was. I found it odd because there was narration happening about what was happening on screen, but we're li- we're literally seeing it. So I didn't understand the point of having the narration involved. The with the part where like Kurt with Russell, Kurt Russell towards yeah. the end there mm-hmm. it's for the blind people. I guess it was kind of I guess cause at that point in the movie is when we kind of get to more of a historical aspect in a sense. And so maybe that's why like because like, if you don't know exactly like about the Manson murders and then like what does what does 1030 at night on August whatever mean to you? Well, it really didn't mean anything in this either. Well, <laughs> because he did his own thing, right, but like, right. but like, if you, I feel like if you do know like a lot about that night or in that what actually happened that night, 
you can kind of, I guess what kind of means something to you is like, this is getting close to this. This happened at this time. Right. And so I guess, I'm guessing that's where he was he was trying to go because it, it felt like it was building up to that big historical event and then kind of makes a left turn there. So that's why I guess why I guess he was trying to he was trying to set you up for something that wasn't actually going to happen. Yeah. Was kind of what I took from it. Gotcha. Yes. Um, <laughs> did we? What did we touch on? Actors? Did we say writing? Uh, direction? I mean, it was good. It was fine. Yeah. I don't think anything really stood out to me. Mm, I don't think so. Uh, music? I mean, it was just a kind of a collection of songs from the era. Yeah. It's kind of straight. Who'd you like better in this film, uh, Leo or Brad Pitt? Um, probably Brad. P- well, I liked them both. I I think I liked Leo more. Okay. I think, I mean, Brad Pitt kind of had his own thing going on, but I feel like it was more interesting to me to see DiCaprio kind of go through, like, mm-hmm. where he was in his career and, like, him messing up on set and then his whole, like, freak out in his trailer right. <laughs> about, yeah. like, trying to quit drinking and stuff. I think I might give Brad Pitt the edge, but I thought I, th- I liked his character. Yeah. Um, I liked them both. Yeah, though, but I would agree. Remember the scene where Brad Pitt goes to that when he drives a girl to that old ranch and mm. that old. I feel like I wanted more scenes like that throughout the movie. Where he's yeah, because yes, he's known for his non-linear storytelling, but he's also like not just that, but just the intertwining of of stories in general and how like them being like affected, like like a story like Pulp Fiction where there's like three different storylines, but they kind of all intertwine. Right. Like, like I feel like. I wanted more interaction with the hippies. Maybe not quite on the level of Magnolia, but stuff like that. Yeah, like I wanted more interaction with the fictional characters and the quote unquote, the more historical characters, mm-hmm. if you want to call them that, the ones that are based off actual events. But I wanted more intertwining of that throughout the movie. And I feel like we didn't get that almost for like a solid hour and a half. It was like deep into the movie when I finally came. Yeah. I feel like... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You were like not. I yeah. thought you were gonna. I thought oh you had no, I had nothing to, to add. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I feel like there was a lot where I was like, mm, "What was the point of that?" You know what I mean? Right, not right. that every. I mean, not that everything has to have a big right. Meme. But you know, stuff like the ranch, like you were saying, like uh, uh, I mean, really, I guess when you think about it, like I wasn't sure. Did you did you want more stuff at the ranch or just more stuff? More scenes like that. I just wanted more scenes like that. More, uh, more, th- more of the, our fictional characters interacting with real life. Gotcha. With the real ca- life characters from the past. I wanted a little bit more of that. Yeah. Because I think that would like, I think that helped build like some of the intensity. For like that's what makes like when like when Brad Pitt like recognizes them when they're in the mm. house towards the end. Yeah, know, yeah. Like, like I, f- I, f- I don't know. I just wanted more things like that. Right. All right, well, I guess if we're – should we get in just in the spoiler section so we can talk about it freely? Sure. All right. Where's my little sound effect here? There we go. All right. So now we're in the spoiler zone. Uh, I, yeah, I, th- I thought there would be more um Char- Char- Charlie Charles Manson, Manson in it. He was Same. in like a scene. Yeah. I felt a bit more of him too, but that's fine. See, uh, it didn't bother me because he wasn't there. Right. right. At the 
like the actual murders. Yeah, yeah, not that one. So yeah, right, he, he was out of town, so it didn't bother me that he wasn't in it as much. Um, I did find it interesting that he ended up changing history because I, I mean, I wasn't sure if the whole time they were trying to. Well, obviously, I don't think act the actor Leonardo DiCaprio was supposed to be actually existed. Right. So I mean, clearly it wasn't. But sometimes people do things where they like obviously Titanic actually happened, but they insert fictional characters. Right, yeah. So I thought it would be more like that. I didn't yeah. realize he was actually going to change. Right. I mean, even with one of his own films, *The Glorious Bastards*, where they kill Hitler. Right. Like, <laughs> right. So he does. So I'm not completely Alt- surprised. Alternate that he, history, kind of. He changed things there. When um, when the, the 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 hippies were walking up the street, going to kill everybody, I felt I did feel really nervous for Brad Pitt and mm-hmm. DiCaprio. Because first of all, Brad Pitt was all high and tripping, yeah. so I feel like oh he's 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 messed up, so he won't be able to like do his normal thing mm-hmm. like he has been doing for the rest of the, the whole movie. Yeah. Right. And DiCaprio, he's just an actor and he's not paying attention, singing in his pool. Mm-hmm. But uh, I did like it was interesting to see what they did. Yeah, because he there. made you think that they were going to be like impaired somewhat at the end. Yeah. There, but yeah. I would definitely say I felt the last half hour or so were probably the best part. I agree. I agree. Um, I feel like like w- the whole part with Dakota Fanning and stuff, I was just like, there was no there was no reason for a lot of it. I, I thought, like, well, first, I didn't know that was going to be uh, What's-His-Face. Uh, Bruce, Bruce Stern. Stern. Yeah, in, in, in that room. And first of all, I, I don't, it didn't go anywhere. Right, and there was I kind of a tension build up there, obviously, because you don't know what's in that yeah. house. I guess you were made to believe that she was going to kill him. Or, or that he was like already that. dead. I thought he right. might have been already dead. Right. That's why they didn't want him to see him. Cause, you know. yeah. On the other hand, I actually really like that scene because those are real people. Yeah. And I know a little bit about them, so I was really interested. I was like, oh, Squeaky Fromm is crazy. She <laughs> tried to assassinate the president. Where is this going? Oh, shit. Like yeah, see, no, I mean, from, for me, li- I literally know nothing about the, any of the, that stuff, like the Manson murders yeah. or, like, we were talking, Jeff and I were talking about it on the way to the car, like, how many, he never actually killed anybody himself, right? Not to my knowledge. But how many murders was he responsible for? Quite a few, because there was another couple the next night that um, he accompanied some of his family members to, but I don't oh, know, okay. if he, I don't remember if he actually killed anybody. Gotcha. And then Squeaky Fromm didn't try. She assassinated, tried to assassinate Gerald Ford in like the seventies. So this was years later. Gerald okay, wow. Well. You're gonna go off to Gerald Ford? I don't like know. She <laughs> was that's not crazy. gonna. That's not gonna <laughs> stick. <laughs> not gonna be remembered for that yeah. one. <laughs> um, was Sharon Tate actually pregnant when she yes, died? Yes, okay. that was when I saw her at the beginning of the movie. I I couldn't remember what month it was in. Right, and I was like. You are not nearly pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Was it with Polanski's soon? baby or that other guy's baby? I assume Polanski's okay. baby. Yeah, they never really made that clear. Well, it kind of made it seem like it was like a, a soft swing triangle. <laughs> soft swing. <laughs> a soft like triangle thing going there. Not that she was in love with the J guy, but, but he like was still in love with yeah. Her. So I don't know if like with Polanski being out of the country, if they did a, a little. That was an interesting cameo. There. What's that guy's name? Emil Hirsch. No, well Emil Hirsch oh. too, but the, the guy at the party who was on Homeland. Oh, Damien oh, Lewis. Damian Damian Lewis. Steve, yeah, yeah. Steve McQueen. I thought yeah. he did a, a good Steve McQueen. Yeah, oh, that's who he was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even realize. Yeah, that. They, that was a good Steve. McQueen. I mean, they put they put the names on the um on the people when they sh- when they showed up. Oh, okay, but I'm like, oh, I can see, I can see Steve McQueen yeah. in there. Uh, one of my because one of my favorite aspects of the movie was like the interaction of the uh, the fictional characters with the real characters. Bruce Lee. 
Yeah. How great was that? Nice. I yeah, was, was like, that was a good yeah. Yeah. When they first introduced him, I was like, who is this guy? And yeah. then they call him Bruce, and I was like, oh, Brad Pitt's going to get his ass kicked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that was funny, though. That was good. Yeah, it was good. I, what I also liked about that was I thought we were just like watching it happen, but then they cut back to Brad Pitt like thinking about it, yeah. and then he was like laughing. I thought that was yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, That's no, why they – Right, never mind. Like, yeah. Right. He was like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, That's why, like, I – I kind of was eight. The Hateful Eight was his last movie before this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. See, the Hateful Eight is a movie that I would put towards the bottom of Tarantino films for me. And I feel like with his, his last few films, he's doing like a lot more, a lot more like exposition, a lot more storytelling and less action. Yeah. And I think some of my favorite parts of this particular movie was s- s- ones that uh, involved more action. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, even like it. The like with the stuff with Bruce Lee on on the set with with Brad Pitt, uh, obviously the ending, um, the uh, the ranch scene wasn't like crazy action, but like when Brad Pitt's kicking that guy's ass, like this that whole that there's whole a lot of effort. tension there. Even yeah, there's a lot of tension. Yeah, and I guess you have scenes like um, Brad Pitt driving home initially. To, for us to see that he has a dog. Right. For us to see that he has that little mouth noise he makes to show us at the end there. Right. I guess stuff like that to foundation. Yeah. Uh, but th- there was a lot. I feel like there was a lot more like people just sitting around the table and talking in a mm. sense. Um, so I want to say I, f- I felt like more bored during this movie than I have. I do typically with his films. You did or didn't? I did. did. So that was like, I think the difference between this movie and The Hateful Eight is I, f- I was more entertained even during the slower portions of this right. film. Um, I was more entertained than I was during The Hateful Eight. The Hateful Eight felt really long for me. It was really drawn out. Um, but I felt like they got into stuff quick on The Hateful Eight. Like, it wasn't too far in when uh, Kurt Russell gets poisoned and stuff and they, they start losing people. Yeah, but then there's like... There's like another half hour lull after that. Yeah, I mean Samuel I mean, Jackson spends like it, yeah. 15 minutes telling the story about how he got. A guy yeah, that was, I know that was weird. Yeah. Was like, yeah. So, but and then but so like I was a, it was a, for me at least it was a lot less entertain a lot less entertaining portions in the Hateful Eight. This one I still felt uh, uh, entertained. Just like when I was talking when when Leo was talking to the girl on set, like I was still at least entertained by that. Mm. It was like very obvious that he wasn't taught the book. He kind of telling about the story of his own right, life. Right, right. Funny. Um, and then the freak out in this trailer when he when he's like yelling at himself at himself, I thought mm. was good. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, that's for like little tidbits I noticed. Um, one was the the one of the Italian directors for his films was Antonio Margheriti. Yeah. I was gonna bring that up. That <laughs> yeah, was what, that's yeah. what I was gonna say in the crumb. I'll say yeah. it. Margheriti. Yeah. I thought that was good. Yeah, also, was good. the girl that sold him the acid cigarette that was BB from Kill Bill. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. the, the the little girl, mm-hmm. right? Wow. Let's run through some of these reoccurring Tarantino characters or actors. What? A, oh, yeah. He's yeah, her. Yeah. Zoe Bell's in there. Yeah. Did you notice Michael Manson at the... In the Western? Doing the Western. Yeah. Um, Has he used Timothy Oliphant before? I don't think so. I don't so. think okay. so, but Kurt Russell was the narrator. Kurt Russell right. was the narrator. But he was also that guy on oh, the, the, the previous guy. set. Yeah. From the Green Hornet. I mean, Leo, obviously. Right. right. Django. Yeah. Well, I was going like more so off the less. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like any more well, quote unquote cameo. Bruce, oh, Bruce Stern. Daughter of Uma Thurman. Um, so. Bruce Stern was there. Do you guys there. know if the director of the one shoot he was at was anybody? Was 
I, I originally thought that was Bruce Stern with like makeup on, but okay. like, but like once I got like a closer look, I'm like, yeah, I don't you think know that's what I'm him. talking about, right? Yeah, 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 I don't know who it was. Um, was that Bill Pax or was was that who's that the one actor he was talking to when he saw when he lost out on the Great Escape role? Because it kind of looked like a Bill Paxson. That Wasn't that Timothy Timothy Oliphant? No, no, not the one he did the acting with. Later, Mary, who's talking to one of the guys, came up and sat with him. Yeah, that was Timothy Oliphant. Same guy. When he saw like, How and they go, they cut the clips of him in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was Timothy Oliphant. Are we sure? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Huh. I thought was, I could have swore someone different. I know who Timothy Oliphant. How about is. Luke Perry being in it? Yeah, who was he? That. I missed him. He was the uh, the guy who was the calling Lancer Chicago or something. Boston. The one yeah. with the cane. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I thought that little girl was funny too. Yeah, she was good. She was good. Also, I was excited to see Scoot McNary. I feel like he's not in enough, and I'm a big fan of his. Yeah, yeah who was that? He was the one that Timothy Alphon killed outside the saloon. Gilbert. The one that was like business Bill or whatever. What else has he been in? He I was in the Batman Superman. He was the guy in the wheelchair. Right. He was in Argo. That's yeah. the only thing he I know him yeah. from. We know him okay. from Argo and uh, Halt and Catch Fire. Yeah. Oh, nice. He was in something else recently too. Oh, he was in uh, season three of True Detective as well. He was the parent. Oh, right, right. Okay, all right. I mean, I only know him from Batman Superman. Um, but can <laughs> anyone tell me, though, because I saw her name in the credits, who was Rumor Willis in this movie? I don't know who that oh, is. Oh, I missed her. Bruce Willis' Bruce daughter. daughter yeah. Oh. yeah, I'm not sure who she was either. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming one of Charlie's girls, I guess. I don't they know. They didn't list her as one of the family members, so oh, that's okay. why I was trying to figure it out. Maybe she's in a deleted scene or something? Maybe. They did say, <laughs> what do we see? Tim Roth. Tim Cut. cut. Yeah, it said cut in parentheses. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. We cut a scene. Al Pacino's in it, and I kind of feel like he didn't right. need to be. No, quite honestly, I didn't care yeah. about that character yeah. at all. I mean, that, I felt like again that was kind of something that went nowhere. I mean, obviously, he came back later to offer him those roles in Italy, Italy. again, yeah. but yeah. still. And that was another aspect. Tarantino also very clearly loves westerns, and I don't. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I feel like that's another that, yeah. that's another thing that yeah. he kind of leans heavily on this movie. Um, that's why like i uh I like i like the i like sp- i guess i like spaghetti westerns i've seen a handful of those right but the american westerns are like kind of boring to yeah. Me. yeah well like i think that's why i like preferred tarantino like with his love for um japanese films more like the samurai stuff because right. obviously like kill bills are some of my favorites yeah but i mean even there there are aspects of, ki- of volume two that are almost more western though too so he's always kind of getting that in there yeah um, um just a lot of things felt so long. Just like Sharon, like I wish he could was just tighten it up a little. Like Sharon Tate in the theater watching oh, the movie yeah. herself. Yeah. yeah, I was like, it was. I I got it the first time she's in there. She's, she's walking around. She's all. I mean, she's looking around, seeing people laughing. She's just she's right. well like I get Even it. Even her whole outing felt long. She goes to the bookstore. Bar store. She mm-hmm. gets her picture taken when she's talking to the ticket lady. Yeah. She gets watches the movie. It's a lot yes. of filler. I feel like they didn't even really need the whole like. Charlie Manson, Sharon Tate stuff in the movie. They could have just focused the whole thing on DiCaprio and and Brad Pitt, essentially. Yeah, well, th- yeah. But I think that's kind of the hook and the draw. Like you, it's all leading up to yeah the Manson murders, and you think all these people are part are gonna be part of the vic, you know, victims. Brad Pitt I fucked those dudes up at oh the oh end. yeah he did that, <laughs> that was that was good yeah. yeah. There's <laughs> a lot of face smashing going oh on there. Yeah. <laughs> and DiCaprio coming out with that flamethrower at the end. Oh yeah, you oh, like wow. when he got <laughs> I like I went in the shed and yeah. like I'm getting this shit. Also, the girl who plays his Spanish wife in there mm-hmm. is uh, Eli Ross, 
real life wife. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, I forget her name, but well, something Izzo. Yeah. I don't is she an actress or? Yeah, yeah. she's oh, an okay. actress. Yeah. Um. So I thought that was cool when she popped because I know he and Eli are good buddies. Yeah. Um. Um. Something that bothered me because we all know about the Quentin Tarantino feet shot. Yeah. Margot Robbie's feet were dirty oh, yeah. as yeah. fuck. I noticed yeah. 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 that. They were. <laughs> Drove me crazy. I was like, I feel like so wash were, your feet? I feel like so were Margot Qualley's in the car on the windshield. That one like felt like... <laughs> I get like Margot Robbie up at the theater with her feet up on the seat, it but the natural. Margot Qualley one felt like really forced. Yeah. Like, also, there they are, right sure up on the glass. How shallow was that windshield that yeah. they were that up on the glass? Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the special design car yeah. for it. Oh, I did think it was funny when she offered like Brad Pitt the blood child. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, oh, he thought about it for a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> He's like, I've avoided jail and I'm not going to jail. <laughs> yeah. For you. And they never, they never clarified if he actually did kill his wife, did they? Wasn't it just like really assumed? Well, yeah. I mean, they don't, they don't show us. Yeah. The show is almost like the lead up to it. Uh, like I, right, I don't right know before he pulled yeah. the trigger. I'm not sure where. I'm not sure. If if what he was trying to hint at at all there, but his wife's name was Natalie. Natalie. Yeah. So I didn't know if he was trying oh, to be like, like Natalie. a Natalie, Natalie Wood. Natalie Wood. And then I saw yeah. that she was blonde and I was like, oh, I guess not. not yeah. yeah. So I didn't know like he was trying to hint at something like just kind of play she on history later, there. though, too, didn't she? In I'm not sure exactly. Was it sound, that sounds right. Maybe the eight. Is that when Christopher mm, Walken pushed her off right. the boat? Well, because uh, West Side Story came out in the late 50s, early 60s. That sounds right. Which Spielberg is remaking, by the way. Did you know that? Yeah, West and I'm not happy. West Side yeah, Story. Yeah, yeah, it was later. She didn't die until 81. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. I thought it was earlier than that. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think I did like how uh, Brad Pitt all around was like a pretty good guy. Mm-hmm. Like, he definitely was a good friend. Yeah. Even strong. like when the career was kind of drying up, wasn't making a lot of money, he was still there for him. Right, exactly. Like, uh, And just him going to the ranch and like wanting to check on Bruce Dern while he's there. Um. Even like at when he was when he told him like they were gonna have to like kind of s- go their separate ways like he wasn't he just kind of was like all right uh, like yeah I mean he knew what the deal was kind mm-hmm. of I thought it was really it's funny because he always Tarantino always shoots food so beautifully and then the way we get in this movie is that nasty dog food <laughs> yeah for <laughs> real it was disgusting I like when Brad Pitt's tripping he licks it licks oh the yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like how um, DiCaprio walked out with the the margarita blender. Oh, yeah. He's just like <laughs> sipping it. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. Yeah. Yeah. What are you looking at? <laughs> just like sipping I thought out I, of the blender. I thought he might have gotten off there when he walked well, out to the, the car. Well, because she, she um, yeah. was getting ready to fire the gun. Or he was, whoever was holding I, the gun. Was it the girl, maybe? I, I don't know. It was but, but yeah, I thought I was thinking he might have been might have gotten off there. Yeah. And now we know why Maya Hawk was at the premiere. Cause right, because we just thought maybe she had that Uma hookup. Yeah. Um, so, all right, so I, well, I guess Tarantino's only got, what, one film left in him? Is that what he said? Star Trek. So he claims. Uh, I don't think it's going to be Star Trek. (laughs) No, and even if he stops directing, there's no way he'll stop writing. Right. I mean, if that's like a passion of his, then yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and he's written other movies he hasn't directed. um, He'll write a script, someone else will direct it, he'll hate it, and then. Oh, you mean like (laughs) Natural Born (laughs) Killer? Exactly. And then all of a sudden, he'll be making movies again. Yeah. Is there a reason why he doesn't want to, like, direct at least anymore? According to him, I've heard him say he, always, he thinks just like directors or whoever have a shelf life. Yeah, he doesn't want to go past working too long. Yeah, he doesn't want to be like Scorsese making Hugo. Mm. I guess. Yeah, but then Scorsese made fucking Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, I was gonna say. But what's so he done since though? 
I don't know. Has he <laughs> two made it? years ago. That was more than two years ago. He's got the Irishman coming out. I'm curious about that. Yeah, What's that? It's a Netflix movie that's coming uh, up. It's coming on Netflix? I think so. Oh, okay. I think I Netflix paid for it. Was a theater movie. I just but it's like a gangster movie, movie, but they completely de-aged um, like Robert De Niro, yeah. Al Pacino, Joe mm, Pesci. Interesting. So, I mean, there's a lot of visual effects work yeah. being done, but apparently they're going to look like they were when they were younger. Once that uh, that Goodfellas exactly, yeah. ride back. How's that going to look, though? I mean, I w- they haven't released anything for it. Mm. How do you think they did? Because Tarantino doesn't do too much digital work in his movies. Right. But I feel like he would have had to do something to have Leo in the Great Escape movie. Yeah. Because that was like a natural scene for yeah. the movie. Yeah. So. That's the thing. Well, like, I noticed they did that, but then they didn't do Margot Robbie in the Sharon Tate movie. That yeah. was actually w- Sharon Tate. I yeah. thought they were actually going like, to put like Margot Robbie's face over her, but yeah. it, doesn't look like, it doesn't look like her. No, not at all. Hmm. Yeah, that is interesting why they decided to do that. Maybe Tarantino just wanted the original picture in, in the movie. I guess. I thought it was funny though when that guy brings the movie up to him on set, and they play like the the music, like <laughs> like it's a hard like just bring it up. You really like didn't horror. want to talk about yeah, it, yeah. It's like <laughs> like <laughs> horror film sounds. That was the thing too, where like if I remember correctly, earlier in the movie they did the sound, and then the narrator called him out for lying, mm-hmm. and then later on in the movie when they did that, they only played the sound effect and they dropped the narrator. And the inconsistency really bothered me. And yeah. then even later in the film, they brought the narrator back. <laughs> I can appreciate the stylistic <laughs> choice of having a narrator, but it drives me crazy when there's an hour and a half in between the introduction and when you actually see him again. Right, right. <laughs> much. Too much. Make a choice. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to think of anything else I wanted to pull Yeah, out I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's hard for me to remember some of it because I feel like there's a lot to remember. There was. Um, that part when they did that thing. <laughs> and then some stuff happened. Yeah, I guess nothing really else is standing out to me. That dog chewing off that dude's nuts was... Uh, Ooh, oh, yeah. That was... Intense. Yeah. Like, how are you, like, how are you go, like, standing up and pointing a gun at somebody after something like that? Yeah. It's like, for you got your, your arm chomped off. Not yeah. off, but... And then the dog went for his leg. And then went to his crotch? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm leaving at that point. <laughs> he went through the can the of dog, dog food at her face. Yeah, right Ooh. Face. In the face. It was it was the open can, right? Or I think, I think it, was it was the closed, closed one. one. Oh, because yeah. he had open one and he put it in there. Mm. And he was so it was a one. solid can. He just chucked yeah. it in her yeah. face. I, something I did think was very funny was when the two of them were watching his FBI episode. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was pretty yeah. funny. Like, oh, right in the face. Yeah. They were like, like, ooh, I love that yeah, shot. I love that <laughs> shot. <laughs> Boy, right here's my big moment, my big moment. <laughs> Chewing the gum, you like that, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, then it was just, like, a random, like, they brought back Al Pacino. I was like, oh, I kind of almost forgot he was in this movie. Yeah, hmm. yeah I, th- I feel like this one could have could have used some script editing. Yeah, like, make it a little tighter. Yeah. Um, I still have fun at points. Like I said, not my favorite movie, but not my least favorite. Probably middle of the road. Yeah, I, I think the ending definitely saved it to yeah. some degree because for a while, or as we were getting close to the end, I was like, ugh, like, what's this movie about, really? <laughs> like, almost, you know, like, but, yeah, I guess it's a nice, it was a nice ending to walk away on considering how yeah. things turned out in real life for those people. Kind of switch uh, it up on yeah. I hope for I th- I, f- I hope though he 
at least for his for his if this truly is the next movie, his last movie. Right. I would like to see him get back a little bit more to the action in his movies. Not that I always felt like he was in uh that he made action films, but I just feel like there was there was more action going on in this movie. And his previous and his previous They're movies. Oh yeah, yeah. That compared to this one. Yeah. Well, compared yeah, well, to like I mean his Django. last few, I feel like. Yeah. Personally, I don't need the action. Like I do enjoy it, but um, even though Bastards is my favorite, I think his best work is his early work and not period pieces. I would love to see something set in a more modern time period, like Reservoir Dogs and Pulp yeah. Fiction was. Yeah, I mean, I definitely respect that that Tarantino, like the '90s Tarantino. But, like, once he hit Kill Bill, I feel like he had a really good streak of movies. Like, because I love Kill Bill, and then he had Bastards. Yeah. And then Django. Um, Django. And then was it Right to Hateful Eight? I think so. So yeah. I definitely like the three, or if you want to call Kill Bill two movies, then those four movies are all pretty solid. Oh, Death Proof. I like but that. I, I only think I only saw that once, and I did not care. You, you don't it. know shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't. I did rewatch it again recently. I didn't hate it as much as I did. I, I think it was better. But you, you know a little bit more shit. Than yeah, you guys. I still <laughs> Death or um, Planet Terror was a much better film, but <laughs> of the Grindhouse movie. If you want to be wrong, go ahead and say <laughs> that. That's fine. Um. All right. Well, I guess should we get out of here? Was that everything? I guess. Everything so. we want to say. This, on this? Is this also from the soundtrack? Yep. Yeah. yeah this is more. Um, I thought I knew the name of the band, but I guess not. Okay. Another thing about the what's the one thing about the music? Weird, but I feel like too much of it kind of fit the time, and then so it all all the music is kind of melded together for me. Like nothing kind yeah. of like nothing kind of oh, stood really? out. Yeah. Oh, I guess I recognized a lot of the music, so then I like. Oh, okay. I yeah. remembered things. With right. it. Well, I mean, outside the songs that I know, like I feel like the beauty of. Tarantino and music in his movies where he whips out songs that you don't know. You're like, what the hell is that? Yeah. But it, but oh it's yeah, fun to hear really in the movie, though. He has done and a it lot makes of, you like, go juxtaposition research. in the past. Yeah. So That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, this one kind of... Blended like, really well. Yeah. Yeah, the the, the, the soundtracks to Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2 are phenomenal. Yeah. I can't say, like, how many songs that I know now. Like, <laughs> I knew, like, you guys probably didn't like Death Proof much, but that freaking Chick Habit song. Like, how oh, catchy yeah, was no, song is that? That was great. And it's like, it's so random. I never, like... I remember, like, Evan and I cleaning up that. Like, we were like, yo, <laughs> yeah, like, like, like how did Tarantino like, hear about this yeah. song? Like, I have to hear that again because I don't remember that at all. Yeah. And that's, I still can't hear Stuck in the Middle with you without thinking about a guy's ear getting cut yeah, off. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> he yeah. definitely has iconic uh, music choices. Yeah. Um, I mean, that song that he used in Kill Bill was used in, like, Transformers oh, and yeah. car commercials. The Battle Without Honor. Yeah. And then uh, the, the, the what, what was the name of the band? Like, the five, six, seven, eights? They, oh like they use that in the Vonage commercial. Oh right, God. yeah. And I feel like I haven't gotten that with his last few movies. Like yeah. you said a couple, like a few seconds ago, like he had like really iconic movie choices where yeah. people like hear that, woo-hoo-hoo, and they automatically think Kill Bill. Right. That's like what you think. Right. When you hear, when you hear Miserloo, you automatically think Pulp Fiction. Yeah. And so like things like that, I feel like I haven't gotten in his last few films. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, uh, even Bastards to some degree, I mean, with the some of the Ennio Morricone stuff, like yeah. that's, that stood out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, I mean, we'll see what he does for his final, his supposed final mm-hmm. film. Yeah. The summer's uh, really eating up everybody here. Well, I, I haven't seen, I didn't see Lion King or Toy Story. Yeah, there's. But you liked Lion King, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, you saw Lion King. Yeah, oh, it was, okay, it was decent, but n- like not great. Right. Yeah. 
So, like, yeah, there hasn't been, like, anything, like, super stellar this right. year. Well, we, it's been a while since we've been on, but I thought Midsummer and Spider-Man were pretty good. I like Spider-Man I a lot. I did better. like Spider-Man. Spider-Man's probably my favorite thing so far this year. All right, well, Wanna I do know grades before we go? For the movie? Yeah. Um, sure, go ahead. Oh, I'm going first? Yeah. I'm going to go B-. minus. Okay. I'll probably, yeah, I'll probably be around there, C plus, B minus area. I, I give it a solid B plus. I think I'm going to give a solid C. Okay. So. Right, right in that, that sweet spot. Yeah, exactly. See it, don't see it, we don't care. <laughs> we're just talking about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know when we'll be back. I know we're, our schedules uh, have been November really erratic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what about next week? We'll be back week? to talk about Halloween. What are we doing next week? Um, yeah, next week should work. You're not going to be here next week. Oh, next Friday, right? I'll be down the shore. You don't know your own schedule, yeah, man. No, I about that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll I'll be, I'll be here. We'll the do following without, week. We'll do without Nolan. I was gonna yeah. say I can book Dom for August second because I have plans, so he is. Free. Okay, You're booking me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to talk to your agent. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. I guess we'll be back when we're back. So tune in. See you. See you.